Are you blessed this morning? I love the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. I have the opportunity to minister the word of God this morning. So in the name of Jesus, amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just thank you for your awesomeness. Thank you for your presence being with us. You are our healer. You are our breakthrough. You are our everything. And as we minister this morning, Jesus, minister in and through me. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. When I heard that testimony, I ran around. Hallelujah. Yes. A water main break. Mm, you can do it. Stop everything on your behalf. Glory. She cut about us. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of the Lord even now. Stopping everything on your behalf. Glory. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can imagine. Think he can do that through the power he has made resident in your life. I don't know what you are going through, but this morning he's here for you. You know, someone once said the unbelieving ought to be taught how to receive salvation. And the believing need to be taught how to receive from the Spirit of God. Okay? Normally, when we come at the altar to receive salvation, we, we speak certain words. Say, if you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. And um, there's no transformation on your body. Nothing happened. But after you leave from there, we say that you are born again. And a lot of people after that, that ceases, that stops. Because now that I'm born again. But someone said that Christianity is called the great confession. All right? Salvation is a package. Everything within that package, redemption, healing, deliverance. Okay? So, the same principle that is used to receive salvation is the same principle to receive healing, deliverance, and breakthrough. So, the day that you came forward and confessed unto your salvation, hear it, I'll read the verse. You confess unto. If you are a mathematician, you will know that there are certain formulas. It's unto. It is not, it is not, it's like three pi, 3.14. They just round something up, but it's unto. It is not deaf, it's unto. So, Whatever you received at the point of salvation, you, it's just the entrance point. You just stepped into the, you know, where, how we call that little entrance there? The, yeah, you just stepped into the foyer of the kingdom. 
And a lot of people for years just been in the foyer. You know, you haven't even gone in the master bedroom. You haven't gone anywhere else. You just stood in the foyer, give your life to Christ, and then things are giving you a hard time. You do not know how the kingdom of God works. So go with me to Romans, Romans 10, verse 9 to 10. It says, Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth, hallelujah. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that is, he is the master of the universe. He is the champion. That's what you are confessing. That Jesus has fought all my battles. You're not just saying things out of your head. You are confessing who he is and what he has accomplished on your behalf. He left heaven and he came down, born of a virgin, came to this earth, took your place and my place on Calvary Cross. His blood was shed. He destroyed principalities and powers. The scriptures say he made an open show of them. Hallelujah. He triumphed over them when he went to the cross. So when you say that Jesus Christ is Lord, you know what you are declaring to principalities and powers? To sicknesses, diseases, anything that gives you a hard time. Do you know what you're saying? Jesus, let's we say it together. One, two, three. Jesus Christ is Lord. Our African people will say, pata, pata, finish. You know, sometimes you should just get mad at situations. You know, something giving you a hard time, you just stand up one day and then make that declaration. One, two, three, Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. It's giving me too much hard time. I'm fed up with this thing. Don't you know? I'm talking to a sickness and disease this morning. I'm talking to anything that's giving you heart. Don't you know that Jesus Christ, he is champion of the universe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You confess with your mouth, the scripture says. And believe in your heart. You are confessing what you have come to believe. That God raised him up from the dead. The scripture says, that's how you are saved. Hallelujah. I want, I want you to see it in this other verse. Go with me to Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13, I believe is verse, I didn't give it to these people. 20. Hebrews 13, verse 20. Now, may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, and he did this what? Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. In the next verse... 
What he, what, he makes you complete. Tell somebody, he makes you complete. And then in every good work, all right, and then he is walking inside of you. That which is pleasing in his sight. You will not just confess and then leave it alone. No, he is working mightily inside of you, even now, in the name of Jesus. Him be raised from the dead, he is doing something particularly in your life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This, this thing I'm talking about concerning confessing and believing, Paul calls it the spirit of faith. So go with me to 2 Corinthians 4.13. Paul calls it the, the spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians 4.13. Yes, he says there. And since we have, can I have King James? I love King James. Yeah. Because I love, he said, since we having, uh, all right? This is something we having, we're not having coronavirus. Yeah. This is, we, we have, this is something that, that, you can catch and I can catch it from you. We are having it. All right? We having the same spirit of faith. All right? This, this thing that we have is contagious. You hang around somebody who has it, you will have it. Hallelujah. We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I do what? I what? I believe, therefore, I have spoken. It works together. You can't say, I believe, and then you don't speak. Believing or trusting God has two parts to it. One, the acquisition of knowledge. That's the believing part. But you should follow up with opening your mouth and saying something about what you believe. A man of God says, the first thing that faith should do is should move your mouth. Faith, if you say, I have faith, it should move your mouth to saying something. You know? We'll show some verses in that. So we are having the same spirit, and then Paul here is actually quoting from the psalm. So can you go to Psalm 116, verse 8 to 10? All right. He, he's, he's quoting from David. David was an awesome, awesome man. Okay? So, yeah. He said, For thou hast delivered, this is David, you have delivered my soul from death. I shall not die, David says. I will live to declare the glory of the land of the Lord in the land of the living. I still have accomplished work to do here on earth, so I shall not die. That was his declaration there. All right. I, can you go back to my verse? 
You have delivered my soul. You are spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. And David said, my soul shall not die. And that's, that was his confession. In everything, concerning Saul running behind him, concerning the different battles he had to face, this was David's confession where he stood before the lion and the bear, I shall not die. You have delivered my soul from death. I don't think this was a one-time confession. Hallelujah. A lifestyle. Glory. You have delivered my soul from death. You have delivered my eyes from tears. I will not cry any longer. Hallelujah. I am a winner. Why should I cry? Hallelujah. In all things, I'm more than a conqueror. All things work together for my good soul. Why should I cry? You have delivered my, my eyes from tears. I don't know who's here. You cry about a situation. Hallelujah. I'm saying... In no way can you lose. With what we use, you cannot lose. Hallelujah. He says, thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumph. In Christ Jesus, I am a winner. Hallelujah. I don't care what you are going through in that situation. You should just rise up, get mad, and just tell that situation, I am a winner. Woo! If Jesus rose from the dead, I'm a winner. There's nothing that can hold me down. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And it takes somebody with bold, bold, righteous indignation to say that. You have delivered my eyes from tears. He says, you have delivered my feet from falling. Hallelujah. I'm not going to slip anymore. <laughs> I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe. Therefore, I have spoken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you can't believe and then keep your mouth shut. You understand? You know, the reason for such confidence that the apostle expressed here is because he had a revelation from God. Okay? You, you can't have faith in God and then keep silent. He's a wonderful savior. In, in, I believe it's Genesis, Genesis 12, God comes to Abraham and tells him, I will bless you. Just leave this place you are and go to where I will show you. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will make of you a nation. Those that bless you, I will bless them. Those that curse you, I will curse them. The Bible says Abraham believed God and he checked out of earth. He reached in Genesis 15, God comes to Abraham and says, I have blessed you. Now, Abraham had the audacity to look at God and tell God, what kind of blessing you have blessed me? Yeah, because he was rich at that time. 
He had cattle. This man had an army that whipped. Five kings came together and their people, his servants in his household was his army and they destroyed five kings together. So he was rich and God comes to him. And Abraham tells God, what kind of blessing you say you have blessed me? Seeing that when I, when I die, I have no children. That this, this Eliezer, my servant, who will inherit. You haven't given me anything. If I have a child, I can see it passing on to the child, but you have not blessed me. So God told him, get outside. Get outside. Look at the stars. Can you count it? No. Look at the sand. Can you count it? No. God said, so shall your seed be. The scripture says, Abraham believed God and again, it was counted to him as righteousness. But it is up to, I believe, Genesis 17. God self had to help Abraham. Because things were not working as God wanted it. God had said it. Abraham had believed it. But it was not coming forth. This particular one, God needed to help my friend. So God told him, okay. I need to change your way of speaking. No longer are you going to be called Abram. You are called the father of many nations. You listen to me. So Abraham changes his name and he's strutting in town old like he was old. His wife, everybody knows she's barren. But this man had the audacity to change his name to the father of many nations and even get other people to agree with him when they all called him Abraham. They were speaking into him and he was speaking it unto them. Are you listening to me? This is how you receive God's word and God's promise. Are you listening to me? You know, but... For certain people, there's something's wrong. Go with me to Colossians 1, 21 to 23. Colossians 1, yeah. He says there, and you, I told you, Paul had a revelation. And you, that was sometimes you were aliens and enemies in your mind. By the wicked works, yet now he has reconciled you. You know, so, so, as I said, you are a body, you have a soul. You know, you can go in a place where the coronavirus is there and your body is susceptible to receiving that virus. But the scripture says that's why we have our spirit. Your spirit helps you in a time of infirmity. So if your spirit is tough, you have, it's almost like you have a, a shield. But if you're believing, before that contact, you have not been stating, I shall not die. I'm, by his stripes, I'm healed. If you're not that, then stay away so your body 
Because even with all of the faith that you have, I can take a needle and puncture your finger and blood will come. So your body got some, some it, 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 it is, uh, you know, can receive some, some things. When, then you, are, you have your soul. Now when your soul is sick, that's, that's worse than me pricking your hand. You, you listen to me? So he says there, you were alienated and enemies in your mind by your wicked works, stuff that's working inside of you. Yet now he has reconciled for, and in the body of his flesh through death to present you. Can, we, can, can you read that with me? To present you what? So today, I want you to tell you, God because of Jesus' death, I don't care what you have done. I'm here to tell you, forgive yourself. I have seen in my short time of life, because of things that has taken place in some people's lives, it has frustrated them to the point where they are even pastors, and then all of a sudden they just get sick. Cancer, stuff, but it, was, it starts here in the mind. So we can come and we can pray for your issues, but you, you have stress going on in your life. You have some bitterness in your life. You are holding someone and you say, I will not forgive that person. We can pray all the prayers. Except God intervenes. But other than that, you have welcomed Satan and his whole entourage in your life. Let me talk about some things. Anxiety, depression, stress, anger. Confusion and strife in your house. These are not good for your health. I declare that you get rid of them now. Oh my goodness. Unforgiveness. Let it go and see your health spring forth in the name of Jesus. I said unforgiveness. Let it go. Why are you holding yourself hostage? You have been forgiven. He says there, to present you. That's why Jesus died. To present you, not when you die and go to heaven. No, now. To present you holy, unbelievable, unreproved. There's nothing God can charge you for. He can't reprimand you for anything because of what Jesus has done. When God sees you, he sees you as his son. He sees you as Jesus. Hallelujah. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So stop, stop beating yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This, this is so true. You know, he says there, if you continue in the faith, yeah, 
grounded and settled. Do not be moved away from the hope of the gospel. Don't go to the left or the right. The gospel which you have heard, I like Paul here, he said, which was preached to every creature. <laughs> Paul's mad here. Which was preached to every creature which is under heaven. Paul, as far as Paul is concerned, the gospel was preached to every creature. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I don't know whether he went all over, but he said, everywhere I went, I preached this gospel. And you should not be dissuaded. Don't go to the left of it. Don't go to the right. The word of God is so important when it comes to our healing. Are you here with me? Go with me to Proverbs 4. I've got different, different scriptures. Yeah. Today, today I am like a fat man caught in the barbed wire. I got a point here and a point there. A point here and a point there. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> my, he said, my son, attend to my words. Pay attention to my words. Listen, my daughter, you want healing? He says where? Pay attention to my words. Don't just hear it once. You know, some people say, ah. The pastor preached and the bishop said, take that CD and listen to it more than once. Or sometimes somebody gets on the pulpit and starts to preach. And soon the person starts talking about faith. He said, I've already heard a message on faith. And he just cut them off. He says, my son, pay attention to my words. Why are you going to amplify? Oh, I asked for it, right? Consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. You see that? That means that it should ever be before you. Do not be like, you know, a kid. I don't know if you ever had a child that you're trying to show them how to plant a seed. And you take, you don't put it even on the ground. They got those you can put on the, in a small cup and put a seed there. And you water it today. And the child comes. Mommy, it did not grow. Nothing happened to it. No, no. Put it back in the soil. Put it back. Leave it in the soil. You water it the next day. Mommy, nothing. Go. No. Keep it there. He says there, let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the center of your heart. Don't just on Sunday morning and you heard it once. No, keep God's word. There's somebody who's trying to steal God's word. You're supposed to guard your heart with everything. When you hear the word, keep the word there. Don't forget it. Let the word be there in the name of Jesus. He said, pay attention. Incline your ear. Let it not stay, stay away from you. Then he says, for their life to those that find them. And they are healing and health to all the flesh. Next verse. Next verse. 
Keep and guard your heart with all diligence. And above all, they are the springs of life. So God's word is so pertinent to receiving healing and deliverance. You need to be able to continuously declare God's word about that situation, whether it be your finances, your health, your children. Do not look at the situation. The situation may be die strict. I'm telling you, do not pay attention to the situation. Pay attention to God's word. How am I doing with my time? Amen. Hebrews 6, 12, and then I'm almost finished. Hebrews 6, 12. Do not be lazy. He says, it is lazy people who will not continue to say what God says about you. Yeah. Do not be slothful, but be followers of them who through what? Faith. And what? They are able to inherit or obtain the promises of God. It is lazy people who come only on Sunday morning, come to the altar, the pastor pray for you, uh-huh, and you go back, you say nothing. Do not be slothful. Someone say a prophecy upon your life is a prayer request for you. Someone came and declared certain things about you. And you just kept quiet. It's about time what we did in this church. We changed our name. When God gets ready to bless people, the first thing he does, he changes what you are saying. Especially what you are saying about yourself. He changes your name. Hallelujah. So you can start saying the things that he wants to bring in you. Are you here with me? So let's see those who through faith and patience obtain the promises of God. Mark 5. Mark 5, 25 to 34. This is where I want to amplify. I know you messed with me. All right. And he said, Sir, there was a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years. I like Mark's version. There's a version that's in Luke, but Mark says some things. And he says, she had endured such suffering under the hands of many, many physicians. She spent all that she had, and she was no better, but instead this lady was getting worse. And it says she had heard the reports concerning Jesus. So this was not her first time hearing about Jesus. When we see her going to do what she was about to do, she had heard. I want to believe also, having heard, she also visited. She saw him laying hands upon people and people becoming healed. So this woman, I believe she's sitting in her room. 
She's a desperate woman. All her money finished. She's getting worse, but she sees this man healing people. And in her mind, I'm a woman. I'm bleeding. And according to the system, I am unclean. I should not be out there. But I really believe that if I can just touch, the same way he touching people, I can touch. Oh, goodness. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't have to wait for him to see me before he touches me. I can touch him. You know, you can touch Jesus with your prayer. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so I don't think this lady even walked, strutted because of being, being a woman. It said there was a crowd about Jesus. So I believe she got on her knees. And she, excuse me. Excuse me. And, 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 and they are stepping on her feet. They are maybe kicking her. Move. Excuse me. She has, she, she's, she has a thing in her mind. She's focused. If I can just touch. It is something she continuously said. If I can just touch, I will be healed. And when she did it, Jesus, it said, Jesus, stop. And he said, who touched me? I can see Peter already. But what are you talking about? You can see all the people around you, Jesus. He said, no, 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 no. The kind of touch I was touched. I felt power. I felt power leave from me. Well, whilst I'm speaking, you can reach out in prayer and touch Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I, I sense cancer going in the name of Jesus. Growth disappearing in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough happen even now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Why? Because you have believed and you have begun to say it under your breath. Hallelujah. You ask, just as that lady who gave the testimony, she just thought it. She just thought it. Can this, can this meeting just be canceled? Can this, can this growth just cancel? Because of what Jesus has done for me by his blood. Can this thing just disappear? Luke 17, 11 to 19. The story of the ten lepers. You, you know the story. These guys, they have leprosy. They cannot get out. He said, and it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria. And as he entered a certain village, there were met unto him ten men that were lepers, and they stood afar off. Now, whenever Jesus traveled, being the kind of person he is, I believe he had an entourage. People just, you know, walking with him, the noise about, oh, the healer is here. And these guys are afar off. They see Jesus and said they lifted up their voices. So they are afar off, and there's a whole company along with him. They lifted their voices, and they said, 
Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Continue. And when he saw them, I love my Jesus. <laughs> no, it, this is no even prayer. I told you, the first thing faith does, faith must move your mouth. But I've heard some people say, action is louder than words. James put it this way. Show me your faith, and I show you my works. So without praying for them, Jesus just tells them, go and show yourself unto the priest. Now, you could be like one of those guys, but he didn't pray for us. He didn't come even lay hands upon us. But the scripture says, as they went. It is as they went that when you stand here and then Bishop said, lift up your hands. Do what you couldn't do before. As they went. They were not, they went, they were not here when he said, go. It is when they had the audacity to go and show themselves to the priests. Nothing has taken place, but because the Son of God has said, go and show yourself to the priests. Because they have believed God, it was louder than them saying, I believe you, Jesus. You can be right where you are and receive your healing. As they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. And with a loud voice, he glorified God. Go to the next page. Give me it in the... Oh, no, no, it was the other one. And there was, not found, returned. This guy got healed in Jesus' name. And that's just two persons who received their healing the way I'm talking about. You confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart. You know the story of the centurion when Jesus came to him and he said, I, let me go to your house and heal. And uh, he told Jesus, I'm not worthy for you to even come under my roof. You know, I'm a soldier. I have people under my authority, and I myself am under authority. So I've seen you. The elements are under your authority. Just say the word, and my child or whosoever will be healed. Just say the word. And Jesus said, wow. Now, for someone to wow the Son of God, this is the one who created all things. This is the one who walks and is and is to come. So nothing is supposed to surprise him. But for, for this man to surprise the son of God, this is a wow. I've never seen such faith. That you can trust God's word to heal you. That no one can lay their hands on you. At God's word, you need to pay attention to God's word. Let us stand.
Hallelujah. Let's stand. Glory. Glory. I, I, I feel there's a presence of liberty in this place already. That you don't, you know, no one has to lay hands on you. You can just act in faith, trusting God for your liberty. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Father God, thank you for the blood in the house. Thank you, Lord, for the blood in the house. Thank you, Lord, for breakthrough in the house. Thank you for healing in the house. Thank you, Lord. I declare healing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I declare healing now in the name of Jesus. Kidneys be healed in the name of Jesus. Rheumatism be healed in the name of Jesus. Cataracts be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, goodness. Hallelujah. Believers pray. You see my light? You see my light? You already are healed. Something is covering it. You already got that breakthrough because of what Jesus did on the cross. But something is covering it. You need to open your mouth and tell it, God. That's, that, that, that's what you said. Jesus said, cast them out. Force them out. Jesus purchased my redemption. You have no right to impede my progress. Get out. In the name of Jesus. Speak to that problem about your business. Speak about a problem concerning your marriage. In the name of Jesus, I declare that not that, that wish has taken away your peace. In the name of Jesus, go in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Oh, Jesus is Lord. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. If you have testimonies, don't keep it to yourself. Like the man of God said, don't take God's glory. I would like for you to write it down. I would like for you to tell an elder. So we can, maybe at the end of the service, after everything that is said and done, when we take up offering, and we'll give the announcements. I would like to just, as I read the other sister's testimony, in our closing, I'd like to read your testimony. I'd like to read your testimony in the next service going forward. We don't have the time to bring you up. But I dare you give God the glory that he deserves. In Jesus' name.